those things where. So today we have Mr. Villanueva from Via Homes. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you. Thank you for being a part of this. Thank you for coming through and being our first guest here at the STBA podcast. Mm-hmm. First time ever in the history of the world. In the history of this planet. <laughs> <laughs> Are we live already? Oh, uh, we're, 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 we're as live as live can be. That's I good. Think. That's good. I'd like to get a live, if we can get a, if we have a laptop survey so I can see who's, who's chiming in or who's listening, uh, we can give people the opportunity to ask questions and stuff like that. I think that'd, that'd be, be kind of cool. That would be cool. By any chance, do you have the opportunity to see if anyone's, if anyone's uh, asking questions or chiming in with, with us? You can see? Oh, awesome. Cool. I guess I want to start by thanking you all for inviting me, uh, Ronnie. Thank you guys for inviting me. Uh, um, I mean, this is the first time I'm doing yeah, this, so cool. I hope everything comes all right. And uh, what I learned about it is that uh, we don't have an agenda. We don't have anything other than spontaneous questions and try to be as honest as I can with my answers. And we're ready, you know, whatever questions you want to ask. Sounds good. When, we, when uh, Mr. B's name came up, it yeah. just came up like – when we talked about it and said, okay, well, who's going to be our first guest? Yeah. Uh, you said, let's do Mr. B. Yeah. Why? Um, it's one of those things. That I, and, I then, f- and then everybody was just like, yeah, yeah, that's good. Yeah. yeah there was yeah. like, let's do it. Let's <laughs> yeah. do it. Yeah. But I don't know. I, I like to, I, I, I personally am the type of person where I like to learn from people that have lived more than I have. You know, I like, I grew up, you know, I grew up with like, you know, I'm always going on hunting trips with Pop and, you know, his all, his, all his friends are a lot older. So I just personally believe that you learn more off a person that's just lived more. Yeah, of course. You know? mm-hmm. The experience. More experience. Yes, sir. And, and I, like, I, like, I like to listen to any advice anyone could ever give, you know. Yeah. I mean, I think I, one of the biggest mistakes a person can make is not taking advice. When, yeah, when we yeah, first started this organization and we, uh, we all got together for the first time, um, I remember going to that meeting and what I thought was really interesting was yeah, I got to see the guys' faces uh, and match them up with their construction signs. That was my thing. That's pretty cool. Like, hey, that's CJ. Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty uh, cool. And so, and Muñiz was there. Oh, that's Muñiz. Uh Angel was there. Well, that's that's Andre. And then you start yeah. kind of like putting yeah. them with their with their logo, yeah. right? Well, you have a sense of respect <clears throat> from a builder's perspective because you see the signs everywhere, right? And Mr. Villa, man, you got signs everywhere, and so uh, it's really cool to to that you know when we first got together, that was the tie-in, right? And and for me, Mr. Villa, man, I see your signs all, all over the place. I, I think personally, one thing that I that I noticed with STBA is that, um, can I say this, before the pandemic, everything happened, uh, whenever a builder would have an open house or something, I think we were a little more not want to share information. We're competing. And why am I going to have someone looking at my house and maybe getting some ideas and stuff like that? But I think what STBA has done is bring us together to really have the desire to help each other. And, and and that's what I find the beauty about it, you know, that uh, that even if you've been in business for so many years, there's always something to learn. Mm-hmm. But uh, I was hesitant to be part of STBA at the beginning. Mm-hmm. But then when I see that people share things and, and I say, you know what, we all can learn from each other. And uh, um, 
I mean, helping each other is something that comes natural from, you know, since I was little, you know, my mom would always uh, help other people. We come from a barrio from Reynosa, real poor, and uh, and my mom did a lot, you know, to help the community. Yeah. Actually, I mean, I don't want to get too personal, but... No, we do want to get personal. <laughs> the, the objective, we talked about this, the objective of this of this podcast was to make every builder cry. <laughs> well, so we're, like, we're, so we're going to get real this. personal. <laughs> well, I mean... I mean, I come from Reynosa, you know. Este, uh, actually, I was born in Reynosa. I was raised in Reynosa until about, I was four, I mean, 14 when I came to the United States. But my mom and my dad were always helping the community. We were very poor. We would have to raise chickens, and we have to sell fruit and things like that, you know, to, to make a living. And uh, even though we were limited on, on the money that we had, what my mom taught me or taught us is that uh, we always help each other. And 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 when and even in the Bible says, you know, that when you help each other, you know, it's good when you receive. But when you give right. and you help. That's there the is, ultimate gift. Yeah, that's the ultimate gift. You know, there is that beauty, but there is that, you know, it makes you feel good when you know you're helping other family. And that's what my mom did. My mom will go home to home, you know, and try to sell the uh, uh, stuff, but you see, a lot of that money that we would collect, we were actually trying to to come out with the church. Mm-hmm. My mom was very Catholic, and uh, and there was no church in the neighborhood where we were living, yeah, La Cavazos. And 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 there, uh, my mom, you know, the vision was to come with the church. So actually, in our house, it was a small home, but nevertheless, when it came to Saturday, we would clean everything in a big room that was my sister's room. And be able to have a mass, la, la misa, and a priest will come to the house and, wow. and, and do that. And then my mom will talk to couples that were not married, encourage them to get married or to do the first communion. And, uh, That's pretty cool. Yeah, and, it is pretty cool. And then all the money that we would raise actually will go to the church to be able to save money to come up with church. And, and right now, you know, uh, actually I, I went to Reynosa not too long ago. And I'm not afraid to go to Reynosa, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> so I went to Reynosa and uh, and to see the church that is already built and and that is there serving the community in Acabazos. And all that my mom had a lot to do with it. The, the first messes and everything that happened, the first couple that got married was actually in our house. Wow. Know? And now we have a church there serving the community. Okay, so how did that work? So you guys help build the church we help build the church my mom will do kermeses which is what's a kermes kermes is como chalupas or yeah. or uh, you know what they do in the, they do it in the catholic church where you know they they sell plates for different occasions and okay. fundraising okay like yeah, 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 yeah fundraising in different ways okay and uh, and all this money will go to a fund you know that the church was collecting and then the catholic church what they do is if if you want a, a church to be built in your community, you need to show that there is interest and you need to show that there is families willing to help to make it happen. So the I guess my mom's uh, responsibility or, or goal was to be able to raise money so that they can show the the, the, the main church, which was uh, another church. In other words, other church was sponsoring that, that we were able to raise so much money, we were able to have a church. So that was Iglesia Cristo Rey. So Iglesia Cristo Rey was was the one sponsoring, and the priest from the church will come and give mass in, in our home. So by raising money, then you show the bishop that uh, this community is interested. There is interest on, on on having a church, 
and you're actually being able to raise money for it. So of course, the, then the the, the the bishop would put the money together, you know, and be able to make it happen. So it was a challenge for my mom, but she was able to do it. That's you know, cool. Wow. Even though we were limited on money, you know, yeah. So I mean, we did everything, you know, from uh, selling chickens, you know, as the uh, fruit. Me acuerdo, mi papá mataba los marranos and be able, you know, to sell, you know, la comida, and 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 we were so united. So, so helping that community was something that comes. Let, let me paint the picture for the audience. So, you, uh, so you're living in Reynosa. Um, you're how old at the time when you when this is going on? Well, you know, I was born there, so so you're talking about I was about ten years old, yeah. um, you know, eight, seven, you know, brothers, that age. sisters, cuantos. I mean, I come from a big family, uh, eleven. Wow, <laughs> you don't see those numbers yeah. anymore, bro. You know, <laughs> eight, eight. My mom and dad were in love. Yeah, <laughs> the real love. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, so it was good. It was good. It was eight brothers, three sisters. And, uh, and and you have a brother that's in the construction industry. My brother, yes, and and my brother Martin, you know, he likes to he likes to serve, he likes to help people, and, yeah. and you see yeah. that, you know, that he gets involved with SDBA as well, because he likes to help. And do you, do you think the upbringing within that particular environment um, has definitely shaped the way that you approach people yourself? That yes. Are, yeah? Because you know, at the end, yeah, we do, we we're in this business. We're gonna make money, and we have a family to support and all that. But nevertheless, helping each other, you know, it's something that comes within our roots. I personally admire you all's all's, um, family for the way that you all help each other. Because uh, I see it and, you you know, you see Mr. Martin with, you know, helping his sons. And then you see yourself and you help your sons. And everyone has their own thing going. family oriented. Yeah. And everyone, you know, everyone's building. Everyone's doing their thing. Everybody's making their money. And, you know, most families aren't like that. You know, most families are like, it's just me, man. And you figure yeah. your shit. You know what I mean? Like, you got to figure your shit out because no one helped me. But yeah. that goes away from how you said it. Like, you have to give. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, family, yeah. Let's say that you have a brother or sister doing their own business, whatever they do. Uh, you want for them to do their own thing. But at the end of the day, if something goes wrong with that family, I mean, it's, I guess, for us at least, it comes natural that we need to help each other. That's the way it should be, right? Not all families are like that, but I think uh, being raised in in this community, uh, in the valley, Reynosa, I mean, we're it's 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 all part of one community. But it's Uh, that that that, that's kind of big. But Uh, but I family, I want to say it's like definitely the 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 upbringing. You know, your parents, Mm -hmm. like we're nothing but the product of our parents. Absolutely, you know, that's that's. That has to go back to your mom in a way. Mm-hmm. You know, your mom brought you all up to be united and to be yeah. there for each other. Yeah, my, my dad worked very hard. I mean, he. What did he do for a living? My dad was working in petroleum in Mexico, yeah. but things were a little tough. So at the end of the day, we decided well, one of the oldest brothers that was left, there was about five of us that mm-hmm. were not married. Uh, so we were able to come to the U.S. and try to have a living over here. One of the older brothers was the first one. Okay. And then the rest of the family came to U.S. And uh, and it was hard. I was 14, maybe going to 15. I had finished uh, elementary and going to La Secundaria, which is I was about in the eighth grade. So like the middle school. Middle school, yeah, when, when we came to U.S. And, uh, and it wasn't easy. I mean, and I started working. I started Did you know English? No, no, not really. <laughs> I learned. I learned the hard way. Uh, I guess the what made it interesting to learn English, you know, when you're in the valley, 
it makes it a little bit harder to learn English. And the reason is this, because a lot of people speak Spanish. Right. But I went to Oklahoma to live with my brother for about a year, and that's what made it better. Because you're forced to you speak. You have to. You have to. You have no choice. Yeah. And I remember when I got to Oklahoma, que me dijeron, este, where you, you're not the only one from Mexico. You're not a Mexican here. You know, actually, we have other people. Yeah, yeah there's three already. So and times have changed, right? Big time. I'm sure you go to Oklahoma now and there's there's a bunch of there's people. a bunch of yeah. <laughs> and uh, so that was like in high school. Um so este, Did you go to high school in, in Oklahoma? I went for one year. Okay. I went for a year and then graduated from PSGA Bears. All right. Oh. <laughs> 1982. That was the only school that PSJ or, or Far San Juan Alamo had at the yeah. time. If you Bears. ask people from, from Far San Juan Alamo what they remember about school in PSJ Bears is that we had our, our own smoking area. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> so, I remember when we would go to PSJ, when, okay, we played football in high school. Okay. They, or, or junior high, actually. They would tell us when we finished the game, we'd have to keep our helmets on because they would throw rocks at the buses. <laughs> That's PSJ. Hey, PSJ is a hardcore. It well, was. It was hardcore when I went to high school there. Yeah. You know, we had a couple of instances. Way after the 82. Yes, <laughs> I could just imagine back back in the, even way more back in the day. Like, I, I look back at when I went to high school, we had, uh, we had uh, like, like three people in my class pass away, man. We had two that were gang-related, and we had Jeez. one that just was in the wrong place at the wrong time. So... You know, PSJ, I think that PSJ within itself, it's a hard system, man. It's, it's, hard. It's, it's a hard, hard system. Yeah, there was a Tri-City Bombers. The Tri-City You'd see the graffiti. Yeah. But you see, it's really a lot of times you can pick the best school for your children. But a lot of times it's the education that you give them, you know, that make it better. So so for me, PSJ, you know, I feel safe. Like I said, we had a smoking area. But what I mean is that smoking was legal. Within you know, the school. school. Yeah, within the school, but you can only smoke in that particular circle. So we had our own circle where you have to go smoke, and then you get out of the circle, you cannot be smoking. You know, something tried to keep it under control, so it was really nothing bad. But in a way, do you think those systems kind of shape you to, like, go through life? I mean, they're hard systems, you know, and you have to learn how to navigate through those waters. Mm-hmm. You know, you know I, I think you got, well, I'm sure you had to be a stronger piece of shell back then than you actually have to do now to go through systems like high schools like that, right? But, I mean, I, I man, I went to PSJ North, and that was a hard system. Our class was like 980-something people. Yeah. That's almost 1,000 people huge, yeah. just in one class, and then we had four like that. So you're talking about 1,000 people per class almost. It was just retarded. Like, it was – and, and then another thing was it was an open con- uh, ca- campus type thing. Yes. So you would, go, you would go to a class, and then to go to another class, you, you had to go, go outside. You, you know, like so you're, you're paying the security guard so you can leave and go buy food. You know, it, it, it's it. I, but I think those systems make you, give you the the opportunity to really strengthen yourself as a young adult. Mm-hmm. So then when you leave, but I don't know. That's just my perspective on it. Like it, it wasn't an easy system. Yeah. But yeah, what well, kind of student was Mr. V? Mr. V. <laughs> Well, I was a skipper. I was well, actually. I, I like to, you know, I, I really study a lot and I concentrate on on that. And uh, the thing about it is, when I was about ten years old, and uh, this also getting a little personal, but when I was about ten years old, I got sick of my left uh, 
leg osteoporosis, which means that my bone was getting brittle. Yeah, so <coughs> so that was kind of sad at the end of 10. So at the, at the age of 10, I ended up using a wheelchair to be able to oh, move wow. around. So um, that was very hard, and I was in the clinic or a hospital in Mexico. And then my dad, uh, what he did, uh, he got me out of the hospital for Christmas when I was about 10, maybe 11. And he heard about this good doctor in Mexico, Leopoldo Cho Chung. I still remember his name. And they said he was very good for, for these kind of problems. So I wasn't walking or anything. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, even the priest went to see me when I was in the in the hospital, Los Santos Olios, que estabas a morir, and all that kind of stuff. So um, when my dad got me out, he got me out for Christmas. But his intention was to take me to this doctor. And when I went to this doctor, my dad was carrying me. And uh, and the doctor said, you know what, this is what you're going to do. And you put him in, in hot water, and you you put this on the water, you know, something to help out. Uh, I don't even remember what they were doing with the water. The thing is, the medicine and the, and the warm hot water help, and being with a good doctor, he said next time that he comes, he's going to be using uh, los, uh, los, like, like crutches? Yeah, crutches, and yes, he's going to be better. Give it a month, two months almost. And sure enough, you know, within a month or two, I was already using crutches, and and I got better and better. So, so having a good doctor, I guess, you know, he was good. And a dad that had that determination because when he went to the clean to the hospital, he just got me with his arms and he said, "I'm leaving." He said, "Wait a minute, you can't take him." Yes, I'm taking. So my dad had the desire, what it takes to to make decisions, and and that's why I'm here. You know that I was able to take care of his So I guess what I'm saying is I wasn't really into sports. So that's what kept me from playing sports or so basketball, without, baseball, football. Legs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was kind of hard. <laughs> wow. So man, that's interesting. That yeah. Is. So, so the, you're ten. How long did that last? Maybe until about I was thirteen. You know, wow. so that's three years. That's three years in a wheelchair. Or well, in a wheelchair, I was probably yeah. like a year yeah, or so, but then I started getting better. You know, after I saw this doctor. So, so that's why I guess going back to high school, I wasn't really in sports. Yeah. But it was a big bless for me, and up to nowadays, that I always had this, I want to call it an angel. Yeah. That always helped me and protect me. Your pops. And, uh, and that was my brother, Martin. Oh, your brother. <laughs> Martin was always there for me, and um, he how helped old is, me How out. old is your brother? My brother is a year well, and a half older. A year and a half older. But okay. that's so special, man. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. uh, there's, not, there's no love like a brother's love or a yeah. sibling's love. And, uh, I mean, uh, I... Like I said, I couldn't really do sports or, or do something hard. So uh, even though PSG was hard to be there, but nevertheless, nobody would mess with me because that was my brother. Because right they were going to mess with Martin. They were going to mess with Martin. And, 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 uh, was Martin a tough guy? Martin was a tough guy. Martin was a... a uh, you wouldn't mess with him. And uh, I remember what time uh, I was in class and, uh, and a guy made a comment to me, you know. In offensive way, and, and my brother said, um, "Este, with my brother. That's my brother." And uh, and the guy dijo, "Este, well, a la salida, you know, after mm -hmm. school, after class, you know." Dijo el otro guy, dijo my brother, "Sure, I'll meet you after oh, class." So as soon as the class was over, uh, the guy was walking, and my brother was behind him. He said, "Hey, me dijiste after class? Yeah, it is after class." And the guy said, "Sure." So when the guy went down to put his books down, 
Mi hermano Pablo And that's what I call it, an angel. I think angels comes in different ways. I think angels comes in your own family. Sure. And, um, <laughs> and that's it. Yeah. <laughs> that's, 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 you know, I still remember when uh, we had a meeting with Mr. Martin, and the first thing he asked was, can I bring my brother? Yeah. Remember that? Yes. He was like, I'm there. <laughs> can I bring my brother? Yeah. And that's I mean, a good point, man. That Obviously, is, it's, it, it stems from yeah. a, a long... Uh, a brotherhood. It's the thing. It's your all's upbringing. You know, I I have you know I have brothers. You know, who are we're three. My mom had three boys, but in my perspective, like my brother, um, he's he's like you know we can argue, we can fight, we can have our differences just like anybody else. But I can call him right now, and I guarantee you, he's gonna answer. And yeah. he lives, he's, he's in San Antonio now, and he will drive down if I tell him I need you to come here. And he's a fighter. Bring a shovel. Yeah, like like, and he'll bring a like, shovel. He he he's a he's a fighter. Like by he's a fighter by spirit. The guy likes he likes all that stuff. I'm not saying that he's he's an aggressive person because he's one of the most peaceful guys. But he likes to train and all that good stuff. He he's just a natural type of like that. I'm more opposite. I'm more you know more peace, more chill. You know, I like sure. to relax. You know, mm-hmm. a little bit more calmao. But that bro- brotherly love, like it, it, it's instilled from your mom. Mm-hmm. You know how she brought you all love. Because I still remember, like. As kids, me and my brother used to get into it, and you know, chingazos, boom, 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 boom. And mom would be like, "Hug it out, yeah. give each other a kiss, get over there, sit sit in the same dinner table, eat dinner together right now." Yeah. You know what I mean? Like she never let us be apart. She never mm-hmm. let us like, okay, se pelearon, okay, well, hug it out, give each other a kiss. Even if I didn't want to be sitting next to him, I had to be sitting next to him. But it, it it shows you like, I mean, brothers are there's only you only get one, two brothers in this life, you know. And yes. I, I think it's I I personally judge a person on the way they treat their own family. Mm-hmm. Like to me, it's like when I, I one of the biggest things that I've never understood is like if I ever meet somebody's like, well, I don't even talk to my dad or I don't even talk to my mom or I don't talk to my brother or I don't talk to my sister. I think to myself like, how can you not talk to your own people? Yeah, pues no, pues they did me wrong, que la madre, dude. But that's your blood. Yes. Yeah. It's a tough world in and of itself, man, to, exactly. to have to go through it, you know? Exactly. Uh, at least you got your brothers and sisters uh, to, to go through that. Yeah, for me, it was a blessing having my brother and, and my family. I mean, they've they all been good. And uh, by my brother and I, you know, because we're so close to each other. It's only a year and a half. Yeah. My dad was so consistent. You're a year and a half. And I was, I'm blessed to have my dad's name yeah. after, well, 11, but it was actually 13 because two of them died, you know, when they were little. So it was a total of 13, actually. Wow. But I was the very last one. I was the very last one. And so for some reason or another, names. my dad decided, hey, este va a tener mi nombre. He's going to have my name. Emilio Villanueva. And, uh, and that was a blessing. I don't yeah. know how he knew that was it. I guess he was. And you mentioned before we started the podcast, you're the third. No, my 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 son. Oh, Emilio, your oh your son, son is a third. Emilio okay. Villanueva. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, he's a, he's a third. That's yes. cool. And yeah, tiene su hijo. Yes, his son is he's the fourth. Oh, he's a father. Yeah, he's a father. Your yeah. your son is a father. My son is a father. Yes, wow. Children. How old is your son? My son. I'm not very good at math, but uh, he's. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> don't ask that question yeah. I don't know <laughs> I think he's 34 <laughs> if I'm correctly 
<laughs> Don't ask him when the birthday is. But <laughs> I asked my kids, hey, when's your birthday? <laughs> when were you born? It's like, coming up, right? <laughs> uh, yeah. how many, so how many kids you got now? I got plenty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we stopped uh, counting. <laughs> we stopped counting. But, um, but no, no, I mean, uh, he's, he's, he's the third and, and his son is the fourth. Este, anyway, going back to STBA. Uh-huh. Este, so what I found is that, you know, helping his shoulder. And, and before uh, we got that into... That didn't exist. Yeah, before, before that it was different because I remember if I was going to have an open house... I wouldn't like to see a builder coming to look at my house. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You wouldn't even rent them off. I remember. I would, yeah. I, I, I would feel the same size of uh, a sense of t- territorialism. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's like, Crazy. hey, why are you, what are you doing in here? Yeah. Like, what the? What are you, what are you copying or what? <laughs> hey, don't take pictures. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, why are you yeah. taking pictures? Yeah. Este. And now we, we take pictures together. It's kind yeah. of crazy. We'll stand no, outside the house <laughs> and take pictures. It's what crazy, a difference, bro! It is two years. That's I know. Wild. I went to one of the open houses. I believe it was uh, you right. and, uh, and Gomez. Yeah, we had Gomez and I had an open house together. Yeah, in the yeah same community. It, and when I went, it was more like, hey, "Hey, thank you for coming and look at the house and what do you think?" And then yeah. it's totally different, you know, what STBA does to bring us together and and the desire and the willingness to help each other. I think and it feels a, good. It's like, hey, I need a framer or or I have some lots for sale. What price do we have? And, and yeah. you know, we really interact with each other and we really have that. Es que para todos hay. There is, man. It's, it's the, I, I, uh, I, I read once that this world is abundant. And when mm-hmm. you see the world like that, it, 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 I, I personally, I have, I have builders that call me every day i need this i need that i need this i need that and if i don't have somebody ronnie mm-hmm. i need this mm-hmm. i need that you know like or or hey dad i need <coughs> this I need. but it's like but those i you you can't build them all you can't build all the houses that are going to get built in the no. valley no. you can't but if if there are going to get built well i'd rather them get built by people in our community mr v your your pops um you know, the guys that are from here, yeah. right? If we're going to shape the valley, let's shape it with uh, the people that grew up in this area. You know what I found that, really that's, interesting? That was my... <coughs> uh, it's interesting that you say that because I found it really interesting. That day that we had that lunch, I, I know you were there, Mr. V, when that in, in Mission. Mm-hmm. And they were talking about um, developing, like, what was it, like... Oh, yeah. 400 acres? or 400 acres in um, South Mission. You remember uh, that? company out of Dallas, I think. And there's a company out of Dallas, and they're going to be selecting what builders they right. want to allow to build in that community. Yeah. And they're not even from here. Yeah. So, and here's the thing, though, uh, that we brought up in that meeting um, is just that. Okay, if they're going to come into our community, and I don't know if this is going to happen or not, but um, if they are going to come into our community, well, we should have the opportunity to build those houses. Um not, not some builder out of somewhere where we don't know that doesn't know our community. That's not going to feed back into our community. Uh, mm-hmm. we, we want the, op, you know, the option to be able to build there. I, I think um, you're right. And we, and we've got to continue to encourage that. We had the mayor, uh, well, the mayor wasn't there, but I think the, uh, the, the, uh, deputy mayor or the, or the, um, city manager, I think yes, was sir. there. Yes, sir. Um, we've got to keep pr- pushing that, on, uh, that 
that uh, that message forward that okay, uh, you know, obviously we need we need outside assistance to continue to help us grow, but let us be a part of that. I wonder if uh, I mean it, it has to be some sort of a bidding war in a way. You know, when you get a company with a huge company that could come and develop, they have all their personal machinery and all yeah. that stuff. It has to be some sort of bidding. It's a bidding war within the city, you know. So maybe if it's like more cost effective to get somebody to come from the outside to come and develop. But in a way, you're taking away from the people that are building here consistently. Because if it's 400 acres that they're going to develop, how many houses can you build on 400 acres? It's a lot of houses. That's that's, that's a whole nother (laughs) city. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's crazy. And then you're going to be selective. Oh, well, we'll maybe let 10 builders come in here and build in 400 acres. bro. Yeah. No, they got to give us an opportunity. And we, we as an organization, now that we're working together, now we can actually help influence that. That is correct. That day that we all went to Edinburgh, Mm -hmm. the guys that showed up, that Uh, city, the, the city. Remember that? Yeah. And, and, and that's why it's very important for numbers to show up. Of course. Because it's not numbers. Important. It's numbers that move things. It's especially not, in politics. Especially in politics. And it makes a big difference. We're, vote, we're votes, right? Yeah. And if we're, if we're together and we have numbers, then obviously we can, we can try to influence change in a positive way. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it, it's crazy. Like, I recently went to, uh, to San Juan and go get information on that whole thing with the mm-hmm. trash bins that's going on. And the the people that are there, and they're the ones that are proving these plans and construction and all that good stuff. The lady herself was like, I don't even understand why they're doing this. Mm-hmm. She's like, I think it's insane that they're making you pay. What was it? I think it was like three fifty as a deposit. And then every day after that, you're paying, I think it was 10 or $30 a day. Plus every time that they pick up your trash at $250. And if and if you don't have it there, they're gonna they're gonna stop your like all these all these. Your trash bill should not be the biggest line item in our budget. That's At the end of the day, it's all all it's gonna happen is we're gonna pass that uh, expense on to the mm-hmm. to the buyer, and now house prices are gonna. That go can up. have a domino effect for other cities. Yeah. So we're gonna do something about it. We're gonna have well, a meeting with the city. Well, yes, sir. We're we're but that's where numbers <coughs> come into play. Yeah, we that's need where a, we numbers need everybody come into to play. come. Yeah. Uh, show up to those meetings. It's yeah. it, it's a numbers thing because we didn't even know that they passed that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When did they pass that? I don't know where they're just like, boom, now you have to, no. And then the funny thing is the lady goes, well, we don't have any more trash bins in the city. So you're going to have to pay your deposit. Create wait a, until yes, sir. Create a box that you all have been doing. Yeah. And then we'll, when we have a trash bin, we will take you your bin. What do you mean? So I still have to pay a deposit on something you don't even have? Yeah. Meanwhile, we've had we have some builders uh, in our organization that have invested in uh, in dumpsters and trash and uh, in bins um, that want to make a business out of it. And right. What a, what a great opportunity to, uh, for for another individual to make a business out of it. Right. Uh, and the city, for some reason, isn't allowing us to no, do that. No, so. they're not. Well, the cool thing was going back to Edinburgh. When we found out that I, uh, they'll charge you what was it five dollars or twenty five dollars to pick up your trash? Remember that? It was uh, mm-hmm. yeah. That was the wild. grapple. The grapple. Yeah, that was. I haven't wild. tried it yet, but uh, there there was some. Uh, it was inexpensive to actually do that. Uh, you think that's real? Like it, I don't know. I need to try it. Was it like seven dollars or ten dollars? It, it was, was something like that. Yeah. It was very little. It was very little. <laughs> Best than we were paying now. 
so I need, I need to try it. Yeah, we definitely need to try it. So, Mr. V, so how'd you get into construction? How'd you, how, did, how did this happen? <clears throat> how did it happen? Uh-huh. Well, um, I graduated in 82. <clears throat> 84, I finished an uh, associate degree, but it was more into computers. So I started working for the housing authority in the 84, 85. Um, and then working for the housing authority after so many years. Here he comes. My brother. <laughs> Again. Here comes your guardian angel. Yeah. <laughs> and he went and met with me. I was the director for the housing authority in the city of Alamo. Okay. And he said, they're with me. And he said, well, brother, how much are you making? And back then, you know, I said, well, I was very proud of what I was making. It was like 26000 or something like that. It was about, uh, but it wasn't really a lot. It was like 500 a week, right? Okay. I guess. And you divide it by... It's 27, muscle man. Muscle man. 27 is a change. So he said, well, you know that if you do two houses, maybe three, you can do that. I said, well, you know, yeah. And so he said, in other words, back then, I mean, 10, 15,000 per home was was a decent profit. So doing two homes, you were able to make it. And I said, well, yeah, but I mean... So I started doing construction on the side and still working for the housing authority. Construction building your own? Yes, actually, since I was familiar with uh, government entities, mm-hmm. what I decided to do, I said, you know what, uh, as, a, as a housing authority in any government entities, they need to go out for bids okay. for whatever they do. Yeah. So the cities had the CDBG program that do houses for low-income families, mm-hmm. like have an old home, they demolish the house and build a new home for you. Okay. So I heard about those programs, so I decided, you know what, I can probably start doing houses on the side and, you know, taste the water, see how it is, that construction. So I started uh, doing bits. Uh, I created my own company on the side, Quality Investments, and and then uh, hired somebody to be able to help me out to run the show on building these homes. So I started building homes, small homes. They were like 45000 per home, and... Uh, be able to make about 7000 per home. So, so, so it was a good profit back then, you know. But to be able to do it and keep your full-time job, you had to have somebody. Running the show. Running the show. Yeah. So I did hire a gentleman to help me out, a very nice man. And uh, But, of course, I showed him everything that he needed to do. So eventually he opened his own business. <laughs> <laughs> and he started beating on the houses himself, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so... So that wasn't working very well. So, uh, so we also look and then you know maybe getting a couple of lots. So we started getting some lots. And back then was La Panderosa subdivision where we started building homes. I remember um, that's on Nolana and Where Road mm-hmm. and different. Some of my brothers, older brothers, were also building homes at the time. Eighties. So, this is in the eighties, mid eighties. Yeah, nineties. Yeah, nineties. Okay. It's the so that's what we started. But at the end of the day, uh, I mean, it was good. The profit, maybe there wasn't that much. But I decided, well, if I really want to make it a success, I need to quit my full-time job and go into 100%. And that's what I did. You know, mm-hmm. stop working for the housing authority. I was working for a different organization back then, which was Christian Children's Fund. So I got out of that organization and then went full-time in, in, in construction in the early 90s, perhaps. 
when I went full time, but I already had the company. So we've been in business for about over 30 years. Gotcha. But under the name of uh, Quality Investments. Okay. Of course, you know, I need to raise my kids, take them to college and, you know, and all that kind of stuff. So, so later on, uh, my son, Emigdio third is the first one that joined the, the company we became with the Villa Homes. Maybe around 2016, 2015, probably not so many. And that's what the name of Villa Homes, because quality investments was not, people wouldn't make a connection to construction. From a homes. marketing perspective, right? Yeah, yeah. So, so then Villa Homes name came along. And we started building homes, my son and I. Then my older son, David, uh, was working for a, he already finished college and he went to work for a concrete company in Laredo. And then he decided to join the company as well. So we decided to be three partners, three owners. So we be, we made a Villa Homes and LLC. Interesting. As all three of us own in one third of the company. And that's what we have right now. The and timing seems about right because I, I remember um, in 2016 as I, I start seeing uh, Villa Homes. Villa Homes. Yeah. yeah. And... Uh, and you guys adopted a, a farmhouse st- and modern styles yes. and blew and blew up from what I saw, right? Uh, signs everywhere. Your style is very unique, also. <laughs> but, but 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 you guys, I mean, we know that's a structure home. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you can't see a home. You know I mean, like that's a structure home. Yeah. That's Ronnie's home. Yeah. And but uh, but that style for you guys, I mean. His work. T- took off, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like what I was. They put him on. They put it. You put it on the market in a way. Yeah. And, and I'm gonna give a lot of credit to my daughter-in-law, um, Brianna. Brianna yeah. has it a was lot her of idea to do that. He style. has a lot of ideas. Yeah. I think you know because for me it was more building homes and more concerned about the quality and the construction itself. When what you, she when does. You changed the style. Or when you when you when you veered into that style, uh, how did that affect your business? Good. I mean, yeah. Because were, were you already doing a bunch of homes, or or when you got into that style, did it did it did it? Well, I mean, what Brianna does, she she she's the one the designer. She's the mm-hmm. one that decides what we can do and cannot do, and what's going to be mm-hmm. good for the business. I know we visit other places, mm-hmm. and I also want to give credit to the Pareto Homes. Yeah, of course. Because no, the, because course. the Pareto Homes helped us in twenty eighteen. Mm-hmm. We were able to get some awards from the prayer homes, so that made us very well recognized, you know, statewide and nationwide. So that helped, and uh, but we went to a prayer homes in um, New Braffles, I believe. Okay, next to San Marcos. Okay, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and we got some ideas from over there. So visiting other places and bringing those ideas do does help a lot. That makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. Yes, and, and and so we bring from other places. What is that? What is the name of that couple that builds in um, in Waco? I don't know the name, but I know who you're talking yeah. about. Anyway, they they have a similar style, and so I think I think from it, it obviously has had an influence on on mm-hmm. kind of the whole state. But I I think that that within itself is like traveling and and. And like we were talking the other day, mm-hmm. man, I can't go somewhere without just, I can't go anywhere without just looking at everything. Right. I mean, I, I'm just like, okay. Like I should I, try like, that. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, oh, and, and it, it, I don't know. It, it's, it's how you say you're groomed into, in a way to look at everything. And, you know, I think that that's the best thing that a builder can do is 
go out, see what people are doing different somewhere else, and then try and come and implement it and make it your own here. Because, sure. like, in a way, if I would ever see someone trying to duplicate what you what you're doing, I'm just gonna be like, well, you're just a copy, yeah. you mm-hmm. know? Like, you're not really being original, and that uh, originality is very important, at least to me. But like, I, I, I see, like I was saying, Ronnie, the other day, I just somebody that's been in the construction industry my whole life, I see repetitiveness consistently. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? There's no sense of trying to do something different in a front elevation. Ain't no sense of I I I just garage. It's like Ronnie said, garage door and a window, garage door and a window, mm-hmm. and and you see it. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I I mean, if it works and it sells and it's cost effective and you're making your money, well, we understand the reason for that. Sure, right? of course. Yeah. There, there's all kinds of builders, right? All uh, kinds. Um, but. You, from a creative standpoint, it, it, it's okay to have influence from others, right? Mm-hmm. Nothing in this world truly is original, right? Sure. Something is pulled from somewhere else, and then you you make it your own. Um, but so I'm. Well, that's so, the beauty about the, the gallery that the, yes, that, that was the whole has, idea. Yeah. because everybody has different ideas, and that's what we presented is art. It's art. You know, you present your ideas, and people can see what you have to offer. We're all different. We all have different ideas. Back in the years, I mean, I would never think about painting brick. Yeah. And now it's so common. You know, <laughs> why are you going to mess it up? Yeah, why am I going to paint the brick? I mean, just show the good brick, right? No, it's common. Paint it. Why? <laughs> I painted and installed it. Now i got to paint it. Yeah. <laughs> and so things change, you know. Yeah. And, and that's why, uh, I guess, having uh, my daughter-in-law, Brianna, uh, she kind of makes those kind of decisions, what we can and cannot do, and... Uh, and be able to be unique. How did you? I think that's really important. Sorry to chime okay, in, but I think it's really important because if, if we're looking at this in the long run, um, maybe not in the next two, three years, but if we keep at this for the next 10, 15, 20, 30 years, what does the valley look like if we are all investing a little bit of our energy on being unique? What does that look like 30 years from now? In my opinion, Man, it's it's going to be an area community uh, where people from all over the country can yeah. say, "You see what they're building down there?" Yeah. Mm-hmm. That for me would be mission accomplished. Yeah. Right? yeah. So via get so I'm talking to a sales guy back in the 2017, 2018, uh-huh. uh, a lumber sales guy, and and I, I always ask, "Hey, well, who's who's your be- best builder right now? Who's who's building?" Right? Because uh, it's my reconnaissance is okay. Well. Why do they have so many, why are they selling so much and what is it that they're doing different? And so just kind of trying to get some information. And, uh, I remember, uh, um, this particular sales guy, I won't mention names, but, uh, via, via, I've got, he's got like 80 contracts. <laughs> what? 80 contracts. <laughs> what? Yeah. 80. Uh, I'm having a hard time with eight. That's, that's <laughs> eight <know>. zero. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you guys had a boom. Right. Yes, and I think the good marketing. It was a uh, he introduced us to to a different way to do marketing, yeah. and uh, it worked very well for us. And he came at the right time. He joined our team uh, at the right time. Your marketing guy. Well, the the salesperson, oh, gotcha. the salesman. Okay, okay. He 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 joined the team at the right time, and and uh, he had very good ideas. He presented. I remember meeting him in a in a restaurant, and he said, "You know what." I have these design ideas, and I think it can help the company to do better. 
and, and it just happened at the right time. I run the parade of homes and be able to sign so many contracts and for us to get organized and see what was coming. I think. Yeah. Este, so, so that was a big blessing. Yeah, I mean, we got from 80, maybe we went down to 50 and things like that, but, but, but things have been good. And then you still got to build them, right? So one thing <laughs> you still got to build them. Yeah. Now you got to build them. How, how, I mean, how, how did you do that? Is it 80 custom homes or just 80 homes? At, at one time it was custom homes. Yeah. And, and right, it was man. hard. And, yeah. and, and now what we're doing is we're trying to concentrate in, in different subdivisions, just one location or three locations because yeah. custom homes is very hard. Kind of narrow it down mm-hmm. to a certain region. So we come out with different spec plans. Mm-hmm. And then out of the spec plans, Small adjustments. Changes can yeah. be made here to those there. plans. Yeah, yes, but, sir. But that way you know what to expect, what expenses are, and all that kind of stuff. In order to be able to, to, mm-hmm. to create or to do that kind of production. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. That's yeah. crazy. So right now we have a subdivision there in Magnolia, which is where um, Gleskak and Two Mile. Yeah. And uh, well, that's what we're doing. Yeah. We're doing How's spread. that subdivision going? It's going real good. Yeah. How many lots do you have there? It was 29. We probably have about six or seven lots left. Is that your subdivision? Mm-hmm. No, you're not selling to any builders? No, not in that particular <laughs> not, subdivision. Not right now. <laughs> no, I mean, because what we do is we try to keep the... The style, yeah. The style like, for right. that particular area, you Continuity. know. Continuity. Like, but in a way that... that that's really that, cool. Yeah, like it, that, that, that also is a huge selling point when you, know, you, you talk to clients and you're like, it's just one builder. You know, mm-hmm. like it, it's one of those things where it's just like, oh, shit, it's just this, one the community's going to have uniformity. Yeah, it's uh, just one is, builder. Yeah. You know what I mean? That that within itself, it, it, it's a huge stunning point. And one question that I wanted to ask you, Mr. V, is all these like like um, letting like your sons come in and, and their wife, like the son's wife and mm-hmm. letting them all make their own decisions within the company. Like, um, that it, yeah, like how did how did how did you or how are you like? Yeah, let's do that because there's a lot of people that try and control everything. You know what I mean? And it's like you don't know anything. Yeah. I know everything. You know what I mean? Well, and, no, and 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 people say this right. Like it's a thing that people talk about. Don't do business with family. Exactly. And yet, you guys. It seems like it's thriving. It's all for family. You. Yeah. I mean, how do you um, make that work? One thing I guess, uh, and uh, I. I do bring my brother again, but one thing that he had taught me is you get in the morning and you pray. And and and, and it's not easy, but nevertheless, it's possible. It's possible. We work all together. I have uh, two boys and a girl and uh, that work there in the office. And uh, and, and we're, you know, I'm going to say we never get into any disagreements. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. But we always try to find a solution. Yeah. Uh, we're a, a corporation, so we all get our salaries, our payroll check every week, and everything that is profit stays with the company. Yeah. So nothing else goes out other than our salaries. And uh, everybody has their own responsibilities. My, my son, Emigdio, he deals more with the construction of the home, which is the everything that we're doing. You know, He works with the project managers, on the different places that we're working at. So what we do, we divide it by sections for different project managers. And then my son overlooks all the operation. Then David, my son David, you know, he he deals more with financial. He worries about the money. Got it. And you got to finish the houses. You Everybody's know, got we, the we, we need to close this deal yeah. and we need to go like this so we can, you know, so... And, Did um, they all assume their own roles as y'all grew? You remember? Or, or was it... 
Or did or you assign it, You them? know what? You're going to be good at this. You're going to be good at that. Or did uh, it evolve? I think that since uh, Emilio was first in the company, so he always had to do with construction, and he went to school for construction. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's why he was strong on that. Yeah. But he was more in the hardware, I guess. It was only a uh, vocational school, you know, uh, over there in Harlingen. Okay. For yes, construction. Sir. Yes, sir. So it wasn't really like a four-year college, but, but that helped him out a lot the hard way to learn. And then my son, he was always involved with, when I, when I, on, on quality investments, he would actually be involved on the construction of the small home that I was doing for the city. So he was really more into that part. When David came along, David went to, to San Marcos, uh, School in San Marcos and he Southwest got, Texas yeah. State Texas, Texas State, State yeah. yeah he graduated from yeah. there <laughs> yeah Southwest yeah. was when I was <laughs> it was also construction actually but uh, but uh, so as I mentioned before he went to work for a for a, a concrete company okay because one of the main guys there the, at the school you know owned one of those companies so but he was more into numbers more okay. into the money I'm I'm kind of myself more into the money itself mm-hmm. so he kind of it's more like me in a way, mm-hmm. you know, like he worries about the money and what's going to happen, all that kind of stuff. So that's why autom- kind of automatically when he became part of the company, he was in that part. Yeah. He just assumed that role because mm-hmm. that's what. Yeah. And then my daughter, Vanessa, uh, she was dealing more with, with, with uh, signing the, the, the clients and more into explaining the contract to them. And then she deals more with change orders. She deals more with those kind of things. Okay. That also, and then when the pandemic hit, it, it was very helpful because she was dealing with that particular area that it was very hard to deal with. Yeah. When you have all these prices increases, and now how do you deal with this? Will you have a contract? And yeah, how do you? That was a tough time. Yeah, that was a very tough us, time. That was a very Did tough that affect time. you? Did that affect your company? Did that affect because of course the profits were not there because you had signed contracts at a lower price, mm-hmm. and you have to approach families and do whatever was within the contract. Okay. And to explain a customer, you know, that you needed to increase the price because of the wood, especially the wood. Yes. Our contract specifies 25%, the original contract that we had. So getting to 25% was easy on the wood. Because yeah. the wood, they go... Triple. Triple. Yeah, so that wasn't hard on the wood. But there was all of these items that didn't meet the criteria of the 25%. Yeah. But you still have to do the house. So that's what the profit was going and uh, on those items that we couldn't really do an increase. So we lost quite a bit of money. You're terms. basically just building the house to get it built and getting out, right? Exactly. Getting out of the contract. Profit. So it was hard. Then later on the contract, you know, we, we changed the contract, you know, when with attorneys and we were able to change it to a 10%, I believe. Yeah. And uh, because if you think about it, I mean, when you do a house, uh, I believe the profit on a house Más o menos, 7 to 10%. That's the profit. Mm-hmm. Now, but if you are only a 7 or 10%, who wears your overhead? Right. So you also need to have another 7 to 10% for your overhead. Okay. So every house, you should be between 15 and 20%. Correct. To do your overhead expenses and be able to have some profit. Yep. So when the contract says... Over 25%. You didn't even make that. You need to be losing money to be able to do a change order. Yeah. And then so, so that's what we That was tough, that. man. It was tough on a lot of builders. And uh, I think we never expected that to happen. Yeah. 
Man, Does it was, happen about a hundred years ago? That was, that was <laughs> I want to, I that mean, was that, crazy. Was, that was a weird time, man. That was, that was, I still remember being locked up in my place. Did anyone, did anyone ever get COVID here? Yeah, we, we I got it several times, sir. We got it <laughs> several times. Um, it was, it was a weird time, man. And then, you know, the, the, add to that the stress of the material skyrocketing mm. and, oh, shit, now we're losing money. Yeah. How the hell are we going to provide for the, our families and stuff like that? And it got really tough. It got really tough. Yeah, I did. It, it, it was really tough. That it was something that um, actually sales were not. Mm-hmm. People were buying homes and the demand yeah. was there. The demand the was there. The were low. Yeah. I think. And, and 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 it was hard to understand why people were still buying and wanted to build homes, yeah. but yet everything was expensive. And there were there were there were touring homes through uh, video. I remember, remember that. that? Yes. There were Virtu- virtual virtual tours. tours. Parade of Homes had a virtual uh, mm-hmm. a virtual Parade of Homes. I think a couple years. That's yes, wild. yes, they did. That's wild. So getting back to working with the family, uh, is that is that a goal that you had? Is that a goal that I had working with the family? Your kids working for you? I mean, uh, uh, there, there's something that there, there's something about that I think for me is. Uh, I think it's beautiful. Beautiful, yeah. yeah. Awesome, man. Like, I think it's. I'd love for my kids to come work with me at some point. <laughs> is that something that you had thought about before that happened? What I thought about it, I like that idea, and I love the, the place where we're at and and how things are working out. But uh, I always wanted my children to do what they wanted to do in life yeah. and even as they went to construction i told them this is really what you want to do yeah don't do, do it wanna, for me yeah, yeah and, and don't do it for the money i've been blessed i've been able to to do a lot of investments with my own company quality investments that i do for closers and uh, flip homes and buy properties and resell it and I was able to now it's a little bit tougher but it used to be a little bit easier to buy and resell and make profit that uh, I always wanted for them to know that do what you really like don't really be worried about the money or the profit porque viene solo si sí, solo viene because I think that, that if you love what you do then the money's going to come yeah. but especially if you're happy and, and, and you're able to enjoy what you do that's even better but they say no we want to do it I said, well, you're doing good. We can do good, too. <laughs> <laughs> no, we like, we like the money. Dad, we're, we're not going to go anywhere else. We're going to be here. <laughs> I love making money. <laughs> yeah, but it's not about the money. Well, it's a but I love it. I love it. it. Oh, man. So, 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 yeah, they're there, and then they like it. They like what, we... what a blessing, man. I mean, yeah. honestly, to, to me, if, if you know, I would love to, to have a business like that. I, my brother works with me, and I, uh, I'm blessed to have him around. Um, and so, man, kudos to you and kudos to Villa Homes for Villa Homes for uh, having the whole family together, man. That's that's that's, that's a cool thing. That's a very mm-hmm. special thing. Yeah, very I special I, thing. I definitely admire that. I, I definitely do admire mm-hmm. it. I think it's a beautiful thing that you have. Yeah. It's very special. It's good. And then eventually, I mean, if they want to go and have their own companies, it's also good. I think if they ever decide, you know what, I want to start doing my own thing. That's okay. That's good because you have your children, and then your children wants to be part of the company, or they want to be part of your homes, or you're going to have your own company. Not something maybe down the line that they start thinking about it, but but right now we're okay the way we are. How long are you going to be building? How long am I going to be? Building? You're thirty years in. Thirty. Years I'm, I'm thirty in. years in. I'm going to be sixty four twenty, April the twenty. So. <laughs> <laughs> Marty. so yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to be sixty already, and and. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I like what I do. I guess I just play by ear. How do you feel? 
that you're going to be 60. How does that feel? How does that feel? It feels good because I feel healthy. Okay. And uh, actually, I was meeting with my brother <laughs> two days ago uh, on Tuesday. And we were talking about, you know, all the blessings. And, and, and we said, you know what? Some things don't go as well in life. Personally, you know, sometimes things seems to go the other way and you feel. But at the end of the day, uh, I was telling my brother, you know, the beauty about it is we're here. We can walk. And actually, we're having a beer. And so we can actually feel the beer and it feels good. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> and, and, uh, and we can see in, in, in all these blessings that we have, which is our health. Yeah. Right. It is actually the most important thing. And when things are going wrong with your health, that's when you start missing, you know, it yes, was sir. better. So if you're able to enjoy a beer, enjoy it. Yeah. And then yes, I mean, don't overdo certain things, Maybe. but whatever, you know, because you enjoy those things. And, and, and we're thinking, you know what? Yeah, I mean, we're blessed. And, uh, I mean, we can travel. And we were actually talking to my brother and I, you know, I think we should go travel. There's parts in Mexico that we don't know. Yeah. They say, oh, está bien en México, conoces este... Um, I don't know, Guadalajara, for example. Okay. No, but no, no, let's go. <laughs> but I would like to know. I would yeah. like to know some places in Mexico that yeah, I have no idea. The only place that probably been in Mexico, que es Cancun, or, eh, ¿cuál es el otro? Bahamas. Okay. You know, is the tank for to Matt's catching Gary. That is a sponsor some of our trips. Thank you, yeah. Isaac. <laughs> if you're out there listening, thank yeah, you. Yeah, thank you, Isaac. <laughs> Shout out to Isaac. <laughs> so, pero it'd be good. I was telling my brother, este, it'd be good for us to do that. Yeah. His brothers, you know, just That's hang cool. out and go and have some fun and get to know some of these places. Are you married, Mr. V? Yes, I am married. You're married? I'm married. My wife works there at the office. How many She's, years have you been married? Uh, maybe the same. I got uh, 1980. That one's off the record. <laughs> Edit that part out. By the way, you're supposed to have like a three second. Como le dicen? Five seconds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we can show you the questions. Every now and then. No, it's... <laughs> Pero, I believe it was 85. Love you, babe. <laughs> I think it was 85 when I got married, so that's plenty of years. Wow. Yeah, that's plenty of years. What's, so, the, se what's the secret to your success? In marriage. In marriage. Man, you're a really good person. I mean, I'm not. <laughs> I think those are all questions we all have. Yeah, right? yeah. I don't know how, the question. How, I mean, because relationships are not easy. You know, uh, any relationship, any, you know, you have a relationship with your brother, you know, everywhere. I have a relationship with Ronnie, you know, all relations like that. Marriage has to be somewhat of an up and a down, no, in a way like it, it's not always consistently perfect, you know, but what's the secret to your success in your marriage for so many years? I mean, my story is uh, special, I guess, or different. I think we're all unique and we all have our... Mm -hmm. No más el que trae el moral sabe lo que trae adentro. Right. So I think that uh, we all have our own stories. We all have our own things that has happened in our lives. And uh, for me, my wife has been a big asset to the company. And he's been a big asset is, is keeping things together. It hasn't been easy for her of things that we have gone through in life. Mm -hmm. But... I can say that I admire her and I respect her for who she is. That's awesome. And how she's been able to gone through a lot. And still say, you know, here I am. Here I am and I'm, I care about this company. And I think Bia Homes being together and being all together as a family, 
I would give her a lot of credit for that. Yeah, she's the glue. She's the glue that keeps the company together and keeps us together because there's decisions that have to be made. And sometimes there's tough decisions that has to be made for Villa Homes. And uh, and she's there. She's she's the one that talks to me and says, you know what, you got to reconsider this, you know, whether it's an investment. I know we're going through a big investment that we're trying to make. And she says, you know, we need to do it for them. We need to do it for them because for us, I mean, we have plenty of money, yeah. but for them, we need to do it. And their kids, and, and their kids, yeah. and their and, kids. And, 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 that's and that's going back to legacy, right? Mm-hmm. Which we talk about it at the meetings, leaving a legacy and uh, leaving a positive impact on your family and the community. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's, at the end of the day, that, to me, it's, yeah, it's what it's all about. Yeah. Right? And I think one thing that I can say is I do listen to her. I do listen to her because, you know, and she tells me, you know what? We're going to do it. We're going to do it. I mean, we have all this money that we've been able to make throughout the years. And, yeah, it's a gamble. It's a gamble right now to go and buy a bunch of lots. Yeah. And right now we're going into that process, you know. Right. I don't know if it's going to go through or not, but but we're in the process of possibly buying uh, 52 lots, a whole subdivision. Nice. And um, and that's over $3 million. And, uh, and it's a lot of money. We need to come up with 25%. So 25% of over $3 million, uh, yeah, uh, 3.3, it's a lot of money. It's over yes, 800000 Yes, sir. Is the, so we have to put all that money down. And things. And, uh, and we said, no, it's good. So, so the key to it, I guess, if I'm bringing up uh, a lot, is that when you buy lots, you need to be able to negotiate. Some of the developers will say, wow, that's not a good advice. No, but it's a good advice. I think that if you're going to buy lots mm-hmm. from any developer, you need to negotiate the price to where you know that if the, the lot is going to sit there for so many months, a year, whatever, you know, the way it comes, you need to get a little bit better price. Mm-hmm. And how much depends on how many lots you're buying. I mean, if you're buying a lot or two, maybe you get $1,000 off. Yeah. 2000 But you're buying a big volume of lots. Maybe you get a little bit of price so that you have this, the that time to sell those houses, right? Build those homes. Yes, sir. So there has to be that that margin, you know. So yeah. that you've been able to to sell the house within that time, a year or two years. There's gonna take. In our case, it probably be two years or more, because um, we do plan to build maybe a spec home or two, mm-hmm. but we can't really go and build a lot of spec homes. It's not the same way before. Uh, around the pandemic or somewhere on there, as he has on a spec home, he has yeah. You couldn't build them fast enough. Yeah, yeah. and the interest rate was was low, so everything will sell. Three percent. I mean, I remember that houses were the right cars. <laughs> I hated about the cars. You know that you go buy a car, well, this is the the price of the car, but it's four thousand dollars more. What the hell is that? You know, market value. <laughs> they were doing it on the cars. Yes, they're sir. still trying to do it, but they go, nah. Yeah. <laughs> but um, so on the houses was pretty much the same thing. You know, you had uh, the price on the house and you were able to go up a little bit, you know. It's climbing the ladder. Yeah, yeah. Climbing, climbing the ladder. The ladder. Was high. But um, economics. Yeah, because you have all these losses and you say, you know what, I need to make up for these losses. Yes, so sir. the price has changed and everything. Has but uh, the interest rate started going up, so so we're not there anymore. We're not there anymore. So doing spec homes, you gotta be careful. It's a gamble. Be very careful. It's a gamble. It's I, a gamble. I would say, ten percent. You can use a ten percent. I build ten houses in a year. What you can have one house, maybe two. Mm-hmm. You know, I will build twenty houses. Well, maybe you can have three or four. I will fill the house, fifty yeah. houses a year. You can have five or six houses. You know, but don't overdo it. Yeah. Right. Because that can also kill you. You know. Yes, sir. 
So I guess what I'm saying is that's something that we're going through right now as yeah. a family uh, into the purchase of those 52 lots. Been, been done a lot of praying. And, uh, but that's something you're able to talk to her with, you know? Oh, yeah. Uh, that's, you talk me into it and do it. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to go on vacation with my team. So I just wanted to, yeah. Why still working? I just wanted to work on Yes, of time, mom. I said, no, you, you gotta do it. <laughs> you gotta do it. But that's 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 a woman that's a woman's perspective on on making sure that her family is set her kids. for and, and 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 her kids are set for for later in life. I I mean, I'm not married. I got a girlfriend, but I'm not married. But I see this person. And I see I see strength. I see confidence. Ben, and I see a lot of growth in her. But one thing that I look for is what my mom is. You know, m the most important woman in my life is is my mom. I love my mom, and I can honestly say that in rich heritage she is also the driving force behind my dad and he has the confidence to talk to her and figure out where they're at you know and i think that that is a very important key within a family and within a marriage because i, I think in a way my mom being involved within rich heritage has strengthened my dad and the company overall you know Um, it's one of the weirdest things, but, you know, up north where my parents build in Kingsville, Corpus, Alice, Freer, you know, mi mamá anda limpiando casa. And you're talking about a person that doesn't need to do that. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah, ta, hay limpiando casas, looking at everything that's not done right, looking at everything. And you're talking about a person that she can hire someone to do it, but she's like, no, I need to do it. I need to see what's wrong. I need to see what's coming in, what's coming out. But that's the driving force, you know. That's the driving force. It, it, it's it's a. Uh, I, I personally believe that it's a very important role, and there's no strength like a woman's strength behind a man. You know, there's mm -hmm. a there. There's always that woman that will come into a man's life, and it's either going to make him into the man that he's supposed to be, or there's going to be a woman that's going to break you down, mm -hmm. and she's going to take everything everything from you. You know, but. From your, from what I've just heard from you, I thought of my mom, and I thought of how, in one way, my dad's very blessed to have a woman that loves him, cares for him, and not just that, but also wants to see the company not die when they're gone. You know, mm -hmm. she wants to see the company and be like, okay, like I got my kids, and I want them to do this. You know, I want I want them to be able, like my parents never asked either one of us to be in construction, in in no way, shape, or form. You know, my dad's always been like, hey, go get your education. You know, I studied engineering. I got to a senior year, threw it away. I did, you know. Uh, my brother's a natural gas engineer. He's doing very well for himself. My little brother just got, he's going to be a doctor. So everyone's, you know, everyone's getting their education. Mm -hmm. But I can't, me personally, I can't see myself doing anything other than construction. I love this. You love it. I love every aspect of everything from dealing with the clients, from going, just, I, I, I see, like, I don't see it as work. You know, I don't wake up. It. Yeah, like I don't wake up one day. I'm like, fuck, I gotta go to work. That's not how I feel. I wake up and I'm like, you know, one thing my dad, the other day he called me and uh, he was driving up to Kingsville and um, he's in the process of developing new subdivisions out there and whatnot. And uh, he told me what you said. He's like, you need to start like, there was a period in time for about 10 months that I was doing, I was waking up every day at five in the morning and I would go to jujitsu. And I was praying, and I was praying, and I was praying, and I was praying. And I got, I did a couple competitions, and I got tired. My body got tired. 
And I just got tired, so I started sleeping until like eight, seven, eight, seven. Mm-hmm. He called me. He's like, "Hey, you know that doesn't levantando temprano. You're not praying. Mm-hmm. He's like you're not praying." Last night I woke up like at four. Yeah, I couldn't sleep. I started praying. Cool. You know, just start praying, just start praying. But it's the driving force is mom. Mm-hmm. You know, and there's no decision that gets made if it doesn't go through her. And I think for a man to realize that you need. You know, everyone's different. Everyone's perspective is different. But I see that and I see strength in it mm-hmm. because sometimes a man could be egotistic and his ego. One thing they tell you in jujitsu is check your ego at the door mm-hmm. because I guarantee you the the skinniest, scrawniest, scrawniest dudes come. He will put you in some sort of lock that you wish to God you never were placed in. He will make you feel some pain that you wish you never would feel. You know, they say, oh, well, what if you get attacked by a boxer? Well, if the boxer don't knock you out in the first punch, you're putting him on the ground and you're going to break his neck. Mm-hmm. It's, 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 it's one of those things where it's just like, it's, yeah. it, it's crazy. But the ego of a man to not listen to a wife could also be a killing force. You know? I wonder how uh, statistically our builders that, that are in the STBA, how many of them have their wives working with them? And... uh and and what kind of success they have with that? It'd be interesting to, to find out. It would be interesting. Yeah. It would be interesting because I personally believe that a woman's perspective is very powerful, man. Well, I I I I can say this: I've never seen a builder whose wife was working with him not succeed. Not succeed. I've never seen. I've, I've never seen that. Yeah. So there's got to be something said to having a good woman by your side. I think it's balance. <laughs> yeah. You know. Maybe maybe having the having your woman by your side is your balance, man. Yeah. And there's there's no truth in a woman's truth. Yeah. And a woman will hurt you. Fíjate, <laughs> when, when, when you were talking about praying, uh, we grew up in a Catholic atmosphere. Mm-hmm. You know, like I was telling you about my mom and all that. Very, very strong Catholic. Mm-hmm. You know, going to church every Sunday, CCD and all that kind of stuff. And... I'm involved in church as well, like do collections every Sunday, or a little Guadalupe. And, but that is, yes, I have faith and I pray. But when my wife went through hard times, I saw my wife, you know, she went through cancer, and she would pray every night, the Holy Rosary. And I saw that fate on her, whether I would join her or she was by herself. She wasn't, she would go on her room and pray on her own because she had that fate. And it was that fate in the prayer that got her through cancer mm-hmm. all that time, I think. Wow. And, 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 and I said, well, I guess what I'm saying is believing in God and all that kind of stuff and, and church and all that is good. But. I don't know, maybe there's men different, you know, there's different men, different way of looking at things, but but women, you know, or, or her, I want to talk about her, the way she was dedicated to the prayer every single day, mm-hmm. praying her rosary. And I would talk to her and say, this is what makes me strong. This is what keeps me going, the faith in God and the prayer. Yes, sir. So, I mean, it's just amazing. Do you yeah. believe that? Uh, power in that? It's like I pray, but... Am I praying the Holy Rosary? No, I'm not praying the Holy Rosary. Yes, sir. I go to church every Sunday, but other than that, you know. Do you believe that having having God in your marriage is something that's important? I think having God, yes, it is. 
it is uh, as far as uh, you need to believe on something. Okay. And then I believe that every, whatever you believe, whatever religion you believe, you yes, know, whatever, I think it's all good as long as you believe on something. And and there is people that they're the nicest uh, people and they actually don't believe in a particular religion. Okay. I have a brother actually that that is cuando no creen en Dios what do you call it? Atheist. Yes. But he's the nicest guy. Mm-hmm. And then you see him helping other people so that helping and serving other people is mm-hmm. there. So believing in God is good but nevertheless is be honest to, to your beliefs I guess. That's what is more important than trying to you know, so because I've seen people that are like my brother. My brother has always been there for my older sister. That were actually, you no, know, when she already passed away, but he would always go to Mexico, take her to the doctor and all that kind of stuff. And, and he was always there for her. Yes, sir. So, so and he was atheist. So, so I said, a lot of people uh, do God's will without really being that close in church. Yes, sir. They're still doing God's will. Yes, sir. Because God's will is helping each other. God's will is love and what is love. You know, when you carry mm-hmm. and you give everything yourself for other people. So so they're practicing true love. Through giving. Through giving. Yes, sir. Not necessarily a religion. Mm-hmm. Is religion is good? I mean, if that's what you believe. If you believe about helping other people, if you believe about serving, then religion is good for you. Yes, sir. Just, but if religion is keeping you away from reality of life, then maybe there is there is a problem. Yeah. It's, it's like Father Roy says in church where I go to, you know, when you start losing the contact with reality, then there is a problem. Yes, sir. Then there is a problem with religion. If it's keeping you away from the reality of life. If you say, well, I, I, you know, I gave myself to God and I don't believe in temptation. Well, wait a minute now. There's something wrong. Mm-hmm. Right, you know, if you don't believe in temptation and you don't know all this, and, and maybe it's the la pastilla la presión. Yeah. So, este, so I mean, but but it's how you handle that temptation, how do you handle the issues that come to your life, you know, whatever. So, I mean, I really I don't want to get into it because I, I respect everybody's belief. Yeah. Because yeah. I see nice people. That don't believe in God and they're the nicest people. They're, yes, sir. They're good. They're good. Interesting, man. It's very interesting. It's been a very interesting conversation thus far, (laughs) right? Uh, talked about building very little. I guess you didn't give me an agenda, so yeah. this is whatever no, you want. No, no. This is good, man. This is really good. This is what it was supposed to be about, yeah, man. Get, get to know Mr. V. Yeah, man. And, AKA. And it's, mm-hmm. it, if, it's if been you, awesome. I have a question for you. If you could, actually, I got three questions for you. Let's do before it. Before we sum it up. Um, one, obviously, your brother's been a big influence on you. Uh, does he know how, how, how much you uh, appreciate him? I think he does. I think he does because... Uh, I've been there for him as well, mm-hmm. as much as I could. And then and there has been times when he has gone through issues on his personal life, and I have tried to be him for him. I'm sorry. And there's times when I went, well, maybe I could have done better. Yeah. Because there's always going to be that I could have done better. But yes, he knows. He knows I love him. He knows I'm there for him, and and I will do anything. If you could tell. Your ten-year-old self that I'm sure at that time uh, you had a hard time walking. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, 
And I'm sure that little kid is uh, uh, maybe a little insecure, maybe uh, scared, uh, scared um, uh, at the time going through what he's going through. Uh, what would you tell your 10-year-old self? Looking back at it looking from where you're at it, now. I think that uh, I should have been to be better, I guess. Mm-hmm. Is that what you're saying? Uh, just what what advice would you give your ten uh, year old self? That you should have been more open to 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 play with your brother. Because my brother wanted to play with me, you know, when, when we were at that age, ten yeah. and he was eleven or twelve. And uh actually prior to that, prior to that time that I got sick for this uh estoporosis, my brother wanted to play with me, you know, he wanted to hey, te tiro la pelota, hermano, y, you know, nah, me, and then, so I think if anything was that we need to be closer to each other, I should have spent more and, and play with him and get to know him better. Interesting. Yeah, because he was always more into, before even I got sick, he was more into sport himself. So, yeah. so, but he wanted for me to be part of it. Yeah, the simplicity of that. Yeah. Just and, to play. Yeah, como te digo, for me, he was more of a conservative person. I think, yeah. you know, he was more into studying and other things, but he was more into playing. So, yeah. and 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 still a lot is, of times, right? yes, it still is. Yeah, in wrestling, me tiene luchador y todo mi carnal. Pero este, he's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. But I think that life can make you the person who you are. Mm-hmm. But nevertheless, I do believe because I've seen it on mis nietos and my, mm-hmm. my grandchildren that you actually have it within yourself, mm-hmm. you know, who you are. Because I've seen some, some grandchildren that they're one way since they're born. And then you see another child being a little bit different. Este, like, tengo una nieta, se llama Adeline, and Adeline is más calladita. And I see Bibi, I love Bibi, you know, and, and Bibi is más, más activa, more active, you know what I mean? Pero... I mean, they're raised the same way. They have the same parents. Mm-hmm. It's just... Their own personality. The beauty and the mystery about life. Yeah. That we're unique. We're a unique person. That's a beautiful thing. Yes. And there's millions of us. Yes. Billions. Billions. We're all unique. You got one more? I got one more. Um, so you're a successful builder. Um, and uh, obviously, we're doing this because STBA uh, is uh, an alliance that we, mm-hmm. we are all part of to try to help each other out. What would you tell a young builder starting off? Uh, what would you? What would your best advice be? Uh, a young builder and starting off. I mean, the economy right now it's a little hard, and I think that being part of STBA helps to where we're helping each other and take that advice. I would say, I mean, take care of your credit. No, your credit is what makes you or kills you. It's everything. Uh, so be careful. Be careful with expenses. Be careful what you spend. There's a lot of things that you can uh, claim as an expense, you know, for company purpose. But you also want to show profit. Because at the end of the day, what the banks look at. Did you make money? Is that you make money? Mm-hmm. Look at your income tax. And uh, we had hard years when the pandemic and uh, we were not able to show as much profit for one year. And that did affect us somehow. 
So we did better the following year. Twenty twenty two was a lot better. So so what I'm saying is for a, for a new builder, just, just you know try to take care of your expenses. If you're doing a house or two, you know take care of your material, take care of what you buy, and then. Uh, Look at the policies for return so that you make the, the decent the profit on every house. Uh, hire the right uh, subcontractors. Uh, look at safety. Safety is number one. I mean, mm-hmm. you don't want to get uh, some OSHA. OSHA. Uh, you know, one anyway. of the OSHA fines. Yeah, yeah I would kill you. Yeah. Would yeah. Kill it's it's like $8,000. Yeah, yes. Got one. There, yeah. goes, there goes some profit. Yeah. Yes. I mean, you're, I mean, if you're a new builder, you can go down just yeah. OSHA. Yeah. You know, yeah. Fine. Yeah. <clears throat> so be careful on those things. Safety. Um, try to make some profit because at the end of the day, the bank will look at that. Yeah. What are you making? What do you have to show? Yeah, you're a new builder. Okay, you build these homes. How much profit do you make per home? And what are your finance? Have, have a good CPA. Mm-hmm. Have a good attorney. I mean, we have uh, the contracts that we're doing. I think that we Easy. learn a lot on the contracts because mm-hmm. we had that 25%. We, uh, that, we, we have it at 10%. And we went down now. So, so that's good. Mm-hmm. So, so those are things to learn, and uh, and we help to help each other, yeah. help to help each other in SDBA, and and that's what we're doing on a daily daily basis. Daily basis, I see the message. I appreciate it. Thank you, thank you, guys. Man, okay. Man this was good. What a, what a great interview. Um, this is what it's all about, in my opinion, uh, getting to know the builder, uh, uh, because I, I think we all forget that behind that construction sign, uh, and that there's just there's a human, there's a human being with family and worries yeah they gotta feed marriage people. uh we we all have the same problems and and uh and uh we all got to get through them but i appreciate you being here mr v um i didn't know what to expect we didn't know either we you know? didn't have an agenda to follow nor yeah. questions to ask but at the end of the day I'm gonna try to. I think we got the real. I got the real could. version uh, of you. Yeah, yeah. and uh, I think that's the most important thing. I think family matters. You've got uh, just to sum up, right? We, we're still uh, uh, doing business, right? And so you've got uh, you've got uh, some lots currently still at uh, in, on Glasscock. And Glasscock, yeah, Glasscock in two mile. Uh, that's Magnolia. Gotcha. Okay. We have a few lots. Price range? There. What's the price range for mm. customers? This. I mean, uh, price range per home, they run around three hundred and fifty to $400,000 gotcha. homes that we Great build. Great location. Glasgow Great location. Feeds into Sherryland, mm-hmm. right? That is correct. Nice. And then uh, we have just about three, four lots left at uh, La Floresta. Mm-hmm. Are, you know, Where's La many. Floresta? That's on uh, 23rd, close to Freddy Gonzalez. Okay. Nice. Uh, good spot. South of Freddy yeah, Gonzalez. And uh, if things go well, we might be getting a subdivision north of 107 and wherever. Awesome. That's the one that we're working on. The 55 lots? The 52 lots. The 52. Oh, so yeah, yeah. I already put another three on top. Yeah, well, <laughs> we leave it on God's hands. You know, if it's meant to happen, it's meant to happen. Yeah. It's the, and that's what we're doing right now. Yeah, we are concentrating on subdivisions mm-hmm. more than the, than the custom. Of course, we're open to do custom homes. Uh, but these are the areas that we're serving. Awesome. Well, we wish you all the success. Definitely uh, all the best. Continued success. Yes. Um, if you need anything from the organization, obviously, uh, you all, you chime in all the time. Definitely. Uh, definitely. And so, and uh, I appreciate it. What a fir- uh, first, Man. First, first interview. Man, I feel. Cool. I'm excited. Yeah, so what are we doing next week? I'm going to get bail in here. Okay. From bail Construction. Bale, he's a young, young builder. Yes. Now we're going to go. We're going to yeah. go. But you know what? 
Talking he's, about young builders. Yeah, he's making a name for himself. Not just that. We had I had was I had the privilege of sitting down with him yesterday. Man, this guy's been building for a long time. Yeah. You know, he started building when he was twenty when he was twenty one years old or twenty two years old. Jeez. And he was building a house with his student loan money. And wow. he and it took him five years to build it. But he was like uh, he, he it was a good story to hear because you know, you you're, don't you, tell it all. Don't yeah, tell it all. it's it's good. Wait for him. It's good. It's good because you think about it, and you're like, man, that's some badass shit, yeah. bro. You know what I mean? But it was good. Cool. Thank awesome. you guys for the invitation. Thank you. Okay. Appreciate yes. it. Thank you, Miguel. Appreciate, Appreciate it. it. Thank you, man.